Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Luka against LeBron. Step back. Three! Bullseye! You a believer in Dallas and in Lucas? I'm definitely a believer. When you're a young kid and they hand it over to you and you already have that confidence, what I like about him, he's having fun out there. Last night it was the NBA suspending its season after Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive for the coronavirus. This hiatus will be at least 30 days. If they were taking a knee, I'd be proud of them. I'd join them. When our players do what they feel you know, represents who they are and look to move this country forward when it comes to race relationships, I think that's a beautiful thing. The NBA Board of Governors has approved a 22-team restart in Orlando, Florida at Disney World. Welcome to the Hangtime Podcast. I'm your host, Aku Smith, here in Atlanta. We are diving in on each and every team all 22 of them as the NBA season restarts in Orlando, July 30th. Today, we're talking Dallas Mavericks with none other than the legend himself, Dwayne Price of Mavericks.com. D. Price, thanks for joining us. This is a, a particularly interesting year to me for the Mavs in that they had such good momentum, such such a good vibe going for them early on. The shutdown happens. And now they got to find that all over again in Orlando. Where are they at as a group in terms of just that cohesion and chemistry that we saw early on? A lot of people don't know this, but the Mavericks of the 22 teams that are going to Orlando, the Mavericks have played more games than anybody. 67 games. They, they 40 and 27. They only a game and a half behind Oklahoma City and uh, Houston who are in the fifth and sixth spots and only two and a half behind uh, Utah. So, with eight games left, they very well think they got a shot to get up to the fourth seed. And I'm not going to count them out because Luka Doncic was playing some of the best ball of anybody in the NBA before the uh, the season was uh, postponed. And also Porzingis, I mean, I still don't know how the New York Knicks let this guy go. <laughs> this guy is off the charts good. I mean, when you, when you get a franchise player like that at that young age, you got to keep him for 15 years if you can. So the Mavericks have two of those type guys. So I wouldn't count them out of at least having a good chance of advancing to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, this is a Mavericks team, obviously, under Rick Carlisle, the best offensive rating in the league at 116.7, and they're averaging the third most points in the league. So it's not about them not being able to put, you know, put up points and, and play well on that end of the floor. How difficult do you think it is for them to find that right Mark offensively and then crank up the defense to the level where it's going to be playoff ready in Orlando. 
Well, well, the good thing about the uh, the layoff with the pandemic is they had a chance. I know the players were all scattered out of box, but now they got a chance to get back together, get some cohesion, and they know what they got to do. They got to play better defense because they can they can score 100 points just falling out of bed every day because this team, I mean, with <laughs> Doncic, Porzingis, Hardaway, Curry, a whole lot of guys that can score 30 points per game. So it's not about the offense with the Mavs. It's always been about the defense. But I think they can do it. I really do think they got a chance to amp up that defense a little bit during these next eight games and going into the playoffs. Luca's got a lot on his shoulders, D. A young guy who's played at such a high level, obviously, before he got to the NBA. Now in the MVP conversation, just two years in to his NBA tenure, leading the league in triple doubles. He, he certainly checked all the requisite boxes for superstardom in this league. Does he have what he takes and, and what he needs to make, you know, make that splash this year? The good thing about Luka is he, he's been there, done that. He was the MVP over in Europe when he led his team to the championship over there. And then he, he came straight to the NBA and he just dominated right away and, and was a runaway winner for a rookie of the year last year. So he knows what to do. I mean, I'm not worried about Luka Dunce. I'm worried about some of those, you know, the, the seventh guy on the team, the eighth guy on the team, some of those guys who hadn't been to the, to the NBA playoffs before. Because, as you know, in Europe, it's the second-best league in the world. And he was the MVP in the second-best league in the world two years ago. So I think he has all the leadership capability to help this Mavericks team at least get to the Western Conference Finals this season. They got a, a tough grind in terms of uh, the seeding games in Orlando. They right. see Houston, Phoenix, Sacramento, the Clippers, the Bucks, the Jazz. And, of course, the Trailblazers for those eight final seeding games. And they were pretty middle of the road against those teams. I mean, it wasn't like they dominated that group of teams. Is there some edge that they will be able to, to glean now after you've played those games and, and moved on from that distance from those games to now go in and attack them in different ways in Orlando? I think the thing that, that they have going for them is they know they can play big-time ball against some of the big-time teams. They went to L.A. and beat the Lakers and snapped their 10-game winning streak uh, this season. They went to Milwaukee back in December, and the, the Bucks had an 18-game winning streak, their longest winning streak in 49 years, and they beat the Bucks 120, 116, and Luka didn't even play that game. He was out with a sprained right ankle. So they know they can play, and, and actually they play better on the road than they do at home anyway. So the fact that all these games – uh, on the road, essentially, the way the Mavericks look at that, that gives them an advantage because for some reason, they just didn't play well at home. So I, I think they're in a good position. In the playoffs, Dean, you know this better than anybody, it's about stars and, and about superstars and having enough of them right. to kind of ride that horse and, and drag you through. Porzingis and Luca, these are two guys who, as we mentioned about Luca, this is his first swing at the NBA playoffs. This is Porzingis' his first time being on this pedestal. Are they built as a tandem for what's coming at them right now? Because they don't know. I mean, a lot of people around them probably understand what's coming. This will be their first blushing. Well, you know, you're right. They're kind of the new kids on the block as far as a tandem is concerned because they've never been in this position before in the NBA playoffs. But, you know, sometimes that's a good thing. You know, if you don't know any better, then whatever you do is gravy. I mean, they playing with house money because nobody expects for them to do anything because they hadn't been there before. So I think that's the way the Mavericks are looking at it. I know that's, def that's definitely the way Mark Cuban, the owner of the Mavericks, are looking at it, and Rick Carlisle, the, the coach of the Mavericks, are looking at it because there's, there's, no, there's no pressure on them. I mean, the pressure is on Houston, definitely, who's, you know, has blown chances the last two or three years to get to the NBA Finals. 
and also the Utah Jazz and teams like that who, who definitely have more talent than the Mavericks do and more experience. So I think the Mavericks are sitting in a great spot because uh, nobody's expecting anything from them. They, they're going to need somebody to step up, obviously, D, in the middle. Right. Dwight Powell, not going to be with the team in Orlando. And then we hear that Willie Cauley-Stein is opting out of, of the season restart. Who's the guy that has to fill that space or the guys that have to fill that space to help them hold it down in the middle? Uh, Maxi Kleber, the other guy from uh, the same hometown as uh, a Dirk in uh, Germany, uh, he, he's going to play some center. Don't be surprised if they go – recall I'll go small. He can put Dorian Finney-Smith. He can play some center. Also, and he, he might just go out there and just throw four, four guards out there and one center in uh, for Zingers because for Zingers to play some center also, and then they just add another four out there. But they'll be okay. The main thing is as long as they score, it's going to force the other team to keep scoring because if the other team don't keep scoring, then the Mavericks will be in good shape. Are you more concerned with this team, D, from a, a emotional standpoint or a kind of a how do you – Brace yourself for, for this kind of unprecedented season? Or is it more of a technical thing where certain matchups, certain schemes that teams will be able to devise, you know, everybody watching each other in that same space, that there's some kind of advantage teams will have defensively trying to stop, you know, Luca and, and KP? I guess the main thing that I'm concerned about and probably all the other teams are concerned about is, you know, picking the season up the way we're picking it up, you know, after a short layoff. You know, what kind of cohesion they're going to have. Yes, they're going to start practice this week and all that. And then before they go out to Orlando next week. So it's just it's going to be to see how, they, how they're going to be able to put all that together in a, in a short period of time. I'm not concerned about Luca. I mean, this guy, like I say, he's been a winner wherever he's been. He's going to be ready. I think Porzingis is going to be ready. I'm concerned about that seventh and eighth guy on the team if he's going to be ready. The other guy that, that always comes up when you talk Mavericks is obviously Mark Cuban, owner of the team. And he's been very vocal about what's going on around the world right now, certainly in this country, in terms of uh, social justice, the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. He's talking about kneeling with his players. Where does Mark Cuban's figure and in, in kind of his presence fit into this, you know, what this team will be doing in Orlando? Or will it be something where he's maybe not as in the forefront as he always is? Truth be told, we're in a new world now. I mean, what the NFL did to Colin Kaepernick four years ago, that's over with. I think all the players and all the owners and all the, the trainers doing the national anthem should be kneeling because it was never about the national anthem. It was always about police brutality and things of that nature. So I don't have a problem with Cuban or anybody else kneeling for the national anthem. Have you ever seen anything close to this kind of disruption to a sports season in your years covered? The only thing a, a disruption would be, I mean, I guess you could call it a lockout a disruption, but they didn't play in a, in a 90, Dirk's rookie year, 98-99 season, that was a lockout. And, of course, after the Mavericks won the uh, title in 2011, they had another lockout. This is all foreign territory for us all. And, and the NBA, I think they're going to be able to pull it off. The, the one thing that, Every, I know there's, there's some concerns about players, you know, testing positive for the COVID-19. But I don't think they're going to shut it down because you and I both know they shut it down on, on March 11 when one player tested positive. Now they already got 16 going into it, you know, that has tested positive. But I think it may be the safest place in the United States and perhaps even the world to be in that bubble in Orlando. Well, we know it's the happiest place on earth, D. <laughs> say about Orlando, and when we come back, 
We're gonna we're gonna play a little lightning round action for the Mavericks in Orlando. Welcome back to the Hang Time Podcast. And as I mentioned, we are headed to the happiest place on earth in Orlando for the NBA restart. Indeed, if you go to Orlando, you, somebody's got to have the keys to the Magic Kingdom, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where the Dallas Mavericks are concerned in Orlando, D, what's the one matchup in the playoffs that's an absolute beauty for the Mavericks? That'll be Luka. I mean, you're talking about one of the top five players in the league. I mean, for him to get a starting berth, in the All-Star game, his second year in the league, and actually he should have made it as a rookie, that speaks volume. I mean, this kid is off the charts. I mean, I, I know the Mavs don't get a lot of publicity nationwide because obviously they hadn't been to the playoffs in 2016. But this guy, the next wave of superstars, he's in that next wave, and we're talking about for the next you know, 10, 15, perhaps even 20 years. What's the beast matchup for the Mavericks as a team in Orlando? The Clippers. They don't want to see the Clippers. They can't stop Kawhi. They can't stop Paul George, even though one game they did hold him, I think, to something like three out of 18. But but as a team, the Clippers is the toughest matchup for the Mavericks. I guarantee they would rather play the Lakers than play the Clippers. And the Lakers are the team that a lot of people are picking to win the whole thing. What do they need to leave at home? What has to stay out of the luggage headed to Orlando if they're going to be successful? They got to leave the turnovers at home. It can't turn the ball over because obviously, you know, that's one less time they got the ball and one more time the opponent has the ball. So, so if they can keep their turnovers down to somewhere between uh, 11 and 14, I think they'd be okay. All right. The genie is granted three wishes, D. If you could have three wishes for the Mavericks for the remainder of this season in the playoffs in Orlando, what would they be? Uh, one of them would be find a way to get to the fourth seed. Not that that's going to get them home court advantage anymore because <laughs> <laughs> they're playing every game on the road. But if they can catch Utah for that fourth spot, I think they got a good chance of uh, getting to the Western Conference Final. Number two would be shoot anywhere between 50 and 55% from the field every game and 40% from three-point range and make free throws. And number three, not necessarily winning the rebounding battle, but at least – maintaining and, you know, not losing it by no more than two or three rebounds. Who's most likely to sneak candy into a movie screening in the play? <laughs> Luca. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> you need the candy man, but that's okay. I mean, if you're going to put up triple-doubles the way you put up, you can have anything you want to. Matter of fact, I'll bring it to you. <laughs> Who's most likely to show up with their golf clubs at Disney World? Seth Curry. Oh, of course, of course. All right, and if we got a fairy tale in there for the Mavericks, they hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy again if what happens? If somebody find a way to beat the Clippers of all the teams that are out there, I think they don't want to see them, but they don't mind seeing anybody else. going to be fun to watch Luka and Kristaps Porzingis and that Mavericks team get loose in Orlando, D. I know you'll be tracking it for everybody at Mavs.com. We appreciate you coming on the Hangtime Podcast and helping us preview Orlando restart for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, take care of yourself, D, and, and be safe up there now. Okay, Seku. You guys take it easy. All right now. Appreciate it. That's Dwayne Price of Mavericks.com joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. As I mentioned, we are taking you 
deep into the depths of each and every team. All 22 of them restarting the season July 30th in Orlando. We had the Mavericks today. Stay tuned for more, and we'll see you next time.